school children with an interest or potential interest in engineering, eVelocity could be for them. With the help from eVelocity, school-age students design, build and compete with their own electric vehicles. In this podcast, I'm talking with Sam Knox, eVelocity Technology Specialist, and Shannon Wildman, eVelocity Regional Coordinator. First up, I asked Shannon to explain more about what eVelocity does. So yeah, eVelocity is a electric vehicle build challenge, basically. So we um, run our program typically within schools and it's open to year sevens to year 13s. Um, it's not limited to being associated with the school as we do obviously have um, students from home schools or extra curricular clubs. The idea is, I guess, yeah, um, inspiring innovation and careers into yeah, engineering and also promoting sustainability. And it's over a year, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, our program runs typically from the start of the school year um, to October when we have our race days. Sam, can you just tell me a little bit about what your background is? So I'm a, a mechanical engineer is what my degree says, but I am far more into electronics than I'm into mechanical stuff. So I just say I'm a, me- a mechatronics engineer. Um, I've built drones as part of my job. I um, have done a bit of consulting engineering uh, for the University of Waikato. And currently I'm into uh, wedding videography and um, on the side music. So I'm a guitarist and um, do my own productions in my bedroom. <laughs> Your studio. Yeah, yeah. It's not really a bedroom. Yeah. There's no beds in there. <laughs> yeah. And Shannon, could you just tell a little bit about yourself? Um. Yeah. So I'm Shannon, and I've been involved in eVelocity since the start of this year. Um. I do not have an engineering background, however, I'm definitely, obviously, inspired by engineering in general. Um, you got a bachelor's though, haven't you? Yeah, I actually have a degree in sociology and minor in anthropology. So I'm really interested in, I guess, social policy actually is probably my one of my key interests. But I'm also a creative. So I have had my own photography business for four years. And I've always been, I guess, a bit more of an artistic person. So yeah, coming into eVelocity, my main interest was like, oh yeah, like how are how a team's going to decorate their vehicle. Like what are the colors going to be and what kind of art are they going to have on it? That's, that's where my brain <laughs> leads to when I think of. That is very design. important because often the engineer is just generalizing that sort of right brain stuff, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> Definitely. In my own experience. Yeah. yeah. So the color is very important, the branding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. For, for 2024, what are the regions for e-velocity? Uh, 2024, we are, well, yeah, we're pretty much nationwide. We are open to schools even, I guess, outside of these regions. This is just kind of where we're currently, I guess, involved and where we already have a bit of traction and teams coming from. So, yeah, we as far up north as, I guess, north Auckland, um, down to lower Canterbury um, and, yeah, across the board everywhere in between. <laughs> And your region for 2024 is going to be... Well, I'm, yeah, I'm responsible or will be responsible for um, like nationwide, I guess, coordinating and just, yeah, helping us grow across across the country. But we're in Hamilton today. Yeah. 
the Tron. Yep. And what what age groups involved in it? So our target is typically year seven to year thirteen. That is, I guess, the ideal age group for getting involved in engineering, where you know there's a bit more, I guess, um, capacity for learning something and really committing to the challenge. Because even then, it can be quite quite tough to, I guess, progress your build and stay involved throughout the whole year, especially with, I guess, tertiary, uh, not tertiary, sorry, secondary schools where they have other um, responsibilities such as, you know, exams or whatnot. And how do they get involved in it to start with? Um, we typically reach out to all of our schools across New Zealand. Um, many might have heard of us through um, other teachers or tertiary providers, maybe some of our events that we've been involved in this year, such as um, we had a um, Next Gen Motorsport Day with Hayden Pannon at Ace Motorsport, which was a day where all of our teams were invited to basically come along for a fun race day where they got to yeah, compete against others across the country rather than just within their region. And you've got to have, um, you have to have like a teacher involved or a adult or someone to go along with it. You, you don't have to, but it's definitely a massive advantage. So yes, I think there may have been some teams in the past who have self-guided, um, but yeah, usually you'd have either a parent who's helping from the garage or um, a teacher leading the build. And how does the how does it progress through the year? What are the sort of the steps of the build? Um, that's a tricky one because, yeah, because we facilitate the program, um, and less so the actual building of the EVs, it's a little bit, um, yeah, it varies based on how the teacher wants to lead their progress, uh, lead the program. Um, but yeah, I guess generally, um, we try to support, um, the design process. So we'll start designing about March and then we introduce CAD through a workshop. Um, so Fusion 360 is what we usually teach. And um, yeah, we'll have regional uh, workshops that teach that. Um, then we put on Arduino, which is in about August. Um, so yeah, effectively we provide workshops that kind of support where they are likely to be at during their build process. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then also throughout the year, providing um, build days at workshops, like local workshops such as um, in the in Rotorua we use Toiwumai. Um, they provide one of their workshop spaces for teams to come in and use all their tools and whatnot. So that's just like another way to support our teams who might not have access to workshops. And yeah, just kind of going on from what Sam said too, um, having a teacher or a parent or a mentor involved is yeah is definitely really crucial. But you don't actually have to be a part of a school or associated with the school to be involved in eVelocity. We've had some homeschool students, we've had like, I guess, scout or extracurricular clubs participating or some that choose to just, I don't know, they might have like a parent or even a teacher who's not doing it as part of their school, but supporting some local kids in, in a build basically because they've got experience from having been involved previous years. Mm. And they get a kit to start with? Is it, what are they? If they want one, yep. Yep. Yeah, so we can provide this, what we call the standard kit, which comes with a 350 watt motor, um, batteries, throttle, chain, sprockets, pretty much everything you need to be rolling, uh, which kind of just leaves them to build the chassis. 
and find a place to mount the motor and the electronics. But they can do it all themselves if they want to. If they want to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. So with the with the kit that we provide, it's that's for our standard class. And then if teams wanted, well, usually teams who have more experience and have done it in previous years, they can choose to, I guess, upgrade by sourcing their own um, loader and motor controller. Mm. And what are the different categories? So just standard class and open class. So standard class is the 350 watt and then open class is anything above up to what? 1,000. One kilowatt yeah. at the moment. Yeah. 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 But that's uh, so all they can be in a, um, like a bike or a three wheel. Yep. So yeah, the classes also are split into like an open cart or open bike or standard bike, standard cart. Yeah. And so uh, obviously a bike is a two wheel and then a cart is anything. Three wheels. Or one wheel. Or extra. Or one, which... We have had a one wheel. Oh, one wheel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I think it was Cambridge High School. I can't remember which year, but two or three years ago now, built a mono wheel, like where the wheel kind of wraps over your head and oh. they sit on a seat on the inside. I didn't see it myself. I've seen photos of it and I don't know how well it worked, but quite an ambitious project. Very ambitious. Yeah. yeah. What's the most popular? Is it the sort of the, the cart? Trike. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Trike build is definitely the most popular. Um which is in the cart class. Yeah. Um, bike is also pretty popular because it's definitely the most simple. Like a lot of teams, especially in their first year, will just build or take a bike, not even build a bike, and just whack the um, standard motor kit onto it, and then they've they've got something to race in. Yeah. So, what are the main skills the the, um, the students get out of it? Um, that's a good question. Um, I like to think of it as like a lot. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if there's any main ones aside from general engineering. Um, yeah, maybe engineering, team planning, uh, working with others, and yeah, getting hands-on tools and manufacturing. Yeah, and I think also just understanding, um, I guess, even just like physics and the things that they do and like the decisions that they make and how that will impact their vehicle in the end because they might have a vision or a design at the start of the year and they get to race day and it doesn't quite work out how they expected due to, I guess, many factors. Mm. And just that learning that they can take on, I guess, to either further years in their velocity or if they are interested in engineering specifically, then something they might apply to what they end up doing at university or um, yeah, tertiary education. And um, how fast do they go? Just as a straight line speed? Yeah, a standard class build, um, obviously bikes are lighter, so they'll go a bit faster, but you could expect maybe 20 to 25 kilometers an hour in a standard class, and that's in probably a quite a quite a good build. Um, yeah, they definitely get a lot slower as they get heavier, obviously, and if the team hasn't spent time testing out different gear ratios, then they could be slower than walking pace. Um, open class, usually a, a lot a lot faster. Um, we've got one here in the garage, which I'll show you afterwards. Um, goes about forty kilometers an hour, and that's probably a average top speed for an open class. What's the key key points for a build? Then, if someone's they're about to start, what are the key factors they need to consider? Uh, materials. How heavy is it going to be? Um, and when they're going to do their testing? I think it's yeah quite often overlooked the testing phase is probably the most important because yeah like i say 
choosing the right gear ratio can be the difference between having a less than walking pace cart and having a standard class that is competitive with open class, which have what two or three times the power. Um, yeah, it's so critical to test that and then make changes uh, before race day. Mm. So, what, what, when do they race them? Uh, so October is when pretty much all of our regional events take place. So they have basically got from the start of the school year until mid to late October to finish their builds. And then they do a regional race. Yeah. So this year, I guess, for example, yeah, we broke it up. We had six regional events across New Zealand. Um, that just means that they get to compete kind of, yeah, within their region. So say, like Sam said before, we had our Waikato, Bay of Plenty and Rotorua teams all come to Hamilton Kart Sport. So that, yeah, that made for a pretty awesome day with, I guess, being able to compete against schools from different towns as well. Um, we also had like Wellington Manawatu that was combined as well. And they raced at um, Kart Sport, Palmas, oh, Kart Sport Manawatu. Um, and then is there, is there a best of the best? Um, we have a national leaderboard. So in the past we have had national like race days, but that can obviously quite, be quite tricky for yeah. teams mm -hmm. to travel to one location. Um, so instead, yeah, this year we've just got a combined national leaderboard that has basically just a chart from, yeah, from the winners through to last place, I guess, um, showing... Yeah, showing the whole board. Mm. We have our own proprietary software that does all of the scoring for us and it gives each team points. Um, so then we can just collate it all at the end from around the regions and then, yeah, chuck it online. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. And what about sponsorship? Who's involved in There's a sponsor. We have a lot of sponsors. Are you always looking for new sponsors as well? Of course, yeah. If we didn't have sponsors, we couldn't do what we do. Um, yeah, we... Are involved with quite a few tertiary providers like universities and um, polytechs. Um, for example, in Hamilton, we've got both Wintech and the University of Waikato. Um, University of Auckland's a big sponsor of ours. Um, but yeah, a lot of the sponsors are regional based, um, so they only really support the competition in their region. And of course, we do have national sponsors as well. And just that so there is a sponsor, we'll just do that. Where do they go to find out more if they were interested in sponsoring? Um, they could probably reach out to our CEO, Sarah. Um, she's sarah at evelocity.co.nz. We also could find us online at evelocity.co.nz. There's more information there about, I guess, our program and probably some links to getting involved as a sponsor. That's good. I don't know any other builds. You sort of get surprised by what gets created. You go, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, yeah, <laughs> me especially because yeah, I don't have an engineering background, whereas Sam does. So for me, and this being my first year, um, even even earlier on in the year, just students talking to me about their plans, basically just like went over my head. I'm like, wow, you sound like you sound like you know what you're talking about, and you know obviously a lot more than me. But yeah, especially now having seen all of it come together. Just, yeah, the innovation and the ideas and the creativity that they have and also the, I guess, outside-the-box thinking that a lot of them have because they're not so limited by, I guess, like, I don't know, I would say like our adult, you know, um, pessimism or <laughs> something like that that I know that I would have if I was trying to build an electric vehicle. Yeah, they're just, yeah, I guess, bold and brave about 
trying different stuff mm. and yeah i guess i was yeah i was definitely like blown away just from what what i saw and what these kids are learning basically mm. and like i've learned so much even yeah now from the process so i'm like oh okay engineering might have been something i was not initially interested in technically but now i'm like oh yeah i'd actually love to build yeah i'd love to build my own and now you know got ideas on Mm. what I would do if I did build my own. I guess it's one of the things they get out of it, isn't it? That whole uh, engineering mm. yeah. world opened it to them. Definitely. Yeah, and yeah. it's yeah, it's so open as well. Like it's not, you know, it's not just limited to one like branch mm. of engineering. And even beyond that, there might be other skills that yeah you gain from it that can lead into future, future careers, mm-hmm. such as, you know, like design or electronics, even just mechanical like mechanics in general um obviously the ev world is growing and i guess the opportunities and jobs for like ev mechanics specifically that's that's broadening what's the average team size about four about four yeah Mm. yeah it can get bigger um there's some teams with seven or eight but there's usually a in a team that big, there's usually only a core few people who show up every every week when they build. Yeah, and so they start big and then they definitely just shrink throughout the year with those yeah, committed mm-hmm. team members. <laughs> and can it tie into their course? I um, mean, there's school like the school NCEA. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's up to the teacher to do that. Um, we do offer like support to kind of like guide them on how they might integrate it into the curriculum. But it's up to their planning um, for what um, standards they're going to use and how they're going to integrate it into their course. Is there a school that's sort of, uh, you know, like the sports, you know, that's sort of the, the one to watch out for or is it all pretty level playing field every year? Definitely across each of our regions, there's definitely some standout schools, I'd say, multiple. Yeah. Mahurangi College. Yeah, they've, they've got a really, really dedicated teacher who does as far as I know, his whole class through um, E-Velocity. And, um, yeah, always comes with outstanding results. Mm. Your, what's sort of the basic safety requirements? Yeah, so we've, we've got a WAF sheet that we go through. Um, so nearing the end of the year, uh, probably about a month before the regionals, we have uh, an event called Prescriptioneering, and we get all of our teams, well, as many as we can, to come to a central location and we have a bunch of McCollum scrutineers um, check over their vehicles and mark them off on a WAF sheet pretty much. Um, and yeah, just general stuff like checking their welds. Uh, is their frame going to hold together once it gets some Gs? Because it's a big one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do they have brakes? Um, is there a sharp thing uh, in their cockpit that is going to stab their helmet? Um, do they have a safety cell uh, and a roll hoop? And is it high enough to prevent their neck getting broken if they flip and stuff like that? Um, so like all pretty, pretty like logical, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we take inspiration from the Formula SAE at universities. No, yeah, we obviously have like a, as well as our WAF sheets, we have a, a set of rules, which are, I guess, our, what do you call it? Like just a guideline for our teams to, on what to expect and what they I guess should be working towards to get their designs finished and also, yeah, what to expect for the race events um, and, yeah, I guess the award process and whatnot. 
Mm. Um, and if anyone's listening who's taking part in eVelocity or planning on taking part in eVelocity, we've been brainstorming a lot of ideas how we can um, make the the whole uh, program yeah more exciting for next year. So there should be some changes, I'm hoping, that are going to be really exciting. That's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, what, what track do you race on? Just as a matter of that was probably just one other thing. Mostly kart sports. Yeah. Um, Auckland has done it at the um, Fenuapai Air Force Base oh. in the past. Um, but yeah, kart sport is our main go-to. And that keeps it consistent between regions as well because most of the kart sports have the same layout and quality. Where have students gone on to after doing e-velocity? So it shouldn't come as any surprise that most of them go into engineering at university or polytech. Um, others are put off by it, I, I'm guessing, and they go and do law or something else. That's still good learning. But... Yeah, which is, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. fine. And also I'd say that even speaking to students at the start of the year, a lot of them, their intentions aren't actually necessary, necessarily engineering anyway. They have already other ideas about what they might want to do, but I guess they're keen to try something new and that might either send them in the engineering direction or confirm to them that engineering is not something that they want to pursue, I suppose. I think the most important thing is that they just get a flavor of it because there's so many students or just people in general who go to university and they're like, oh, I want to try engineering. And then they hate it. And then they have spent thousands of dollars. They've racked up a student loan and they've got nothing out of it. Um, So yeah, I think the more uh, this kind of thing or even any kind of... um, learning about a particular industry or trade is um, important to get in there early so then when they make those life-changing decisions or big financial decisions they actually have some foundation to make them thank you sam and shannon you're welcome thanks for having us yeah thank you for having us (laughs) thanks for listening to this episode to find out more about e-velocity go to evelocity.co.nz and for more ev quest podcast episodes If you haven't already, a follow would be great as it helps me get more guests to interview.